Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Quite often I need two holes so that I can squirt. You squeeze the bag. Yeah. When you meet that little bit of resistance, yeah. it usually means it's full. <laughs> Why are you laughing? We're just children. <laughs> Sorry, Dame Pro. Exactly. Yeah. Stop this nonsense. On this episode of the Commercial Break, the lion and the lamb. I got my window down, and I'm like, "The fuck is this? this is New Mumford and Sons? What's going on?" And I look over outside my open window to see that there is a lady next to me. And I mean, she's in her 70s in her like, you know, Cadillac, you know, old Cadillac with her window down. And she's like, the lion and the lamb. Thumbs up. She's she's giving me the thumbs up. The lion and the lamb. And I'm like, (laughs) the next episode of the commercial break starts now. Welcome back to the commercial break. I'm Brian Green. This is my dear friend and director of all things wonderful, Kristen Joy Holby. Best to you, Kristen. Best to you, Brian. Yeah, I'd like to say that yes. to soften the blow for the next time I right. open the show. When I'll call Trojan. you the director of, uh, you know, <laughs> sniffing assholes or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Okay. We'll figure it out when we get there, Chrissy. Best to you. Hi, best to you. And best to you out there in the podcast universe. Did you read this story about Jimmy Fallon? Yes. What do you think about all that? I, it was kind of shocking. All of a sudden, it was out in Rolling Stone about the crying rooms and the, yeah, our, the way that he was treating people. I didn't. I have to confess, I didn't read the... I started to read it, and then, of course, I got distracted like everybody else does. <laughs> do A million you, things coming through your email. Do you think that this is like... Like, I've read these, the story in its entirety. And I'm not really sure what to think of it. Part of me thinks like, come on, you know, people have personalities and they have attitudes and bad moods come and go. And that's what happens. And anytime you work with someone in close proximity and really stressful, tight situations, this is the pinnacle of late night shows is the Tonight Show. It always has been. Yes. But it doesn't really hold weight like it used to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what late night TV is anymore. Does anybody really watch late night TV anymore? I'm, people do. 
but certainly nowhere near no. what Jay Leno or Dave Letterman or Johnny Carson. Yeah, it was appointment viewing. For sure. My grandma used to watch it. Used to watch Johnny Carson every night when she was going to bed, and therefore we watch it every time we were over at her house. And that's kind of how I got hooked on late night TV. I watched Conan from the day that he started his show um, on NBC. I watched Letterman uh, almost my entire life. I loved it. But then mm-hmm. at some point, the internet came along and it just kind of, it was no longer appointment TV because I didn't really, well, when Letterman left, I didn't really give a shit anyway. But Yeah, you know. and well, then On Demand came about too, yeah. where you don't even need to set your clocks yeah. for, to watch something. You can watch it anytime and then you mean to. But then you don't. So I get and then la- you get hooked on 90 yeah, Day Fiance. Yeah, I know. 90 Day Fiance <laughs> takes That's up too much space in my head now. for me to worry about the other guy. What's his name? The, uh, the dude who just left? Uh, the guy who was really kind of an asshole, apparently. What was his name? The British dude. Craig Kilborn? No, Craig Kilborn was incredible. <laughs> the second they canceled no? his show, I thought oh, CBS oh, you're was... talking about the, uh, James Corbin. James Corbin. Yes. Yeah. No, no. Craig Kilborn... In my opinion, yeah, he was, good. was one of the best late night talk he show hosts good. ever. His monologues were so fucking funny. The masturbating donkey or whatever it was that would come <laughs> in. I mean, it was like Craig Kilborn was a genius. I, I just have to say that right now. I loved that show. But, you know, James Corden would like, he went to a restaurant and was berating people. And then one of the most famous chefs in the world said he was no longer welcome at his restaurant right. because of the way he was treating people. I yeah, like you. I mean, dude, you got a cush fucking job, yeah, bro. Exactly. You know, Chrissy and I would die, die. We would die to have Channel Thirteen, an air channel, not even a cable channel, no <laughs> longer available on streaming in any place in the world, an air channel in Augusta, Georgia. We would take a late night slot. We would take a late night slot there <laughs> in a heartbeat. What we would do, I have no idea. We <laughs> we barely prepare for this show. If we actually had to go prepare for something. But, like, it's a pretty cush job. And then you're running around New York acting like an asshole to waiters and waitresses that really have jobs where they actually have to work. That seems a little bit unfair. Yeah. Right? I think when you when you reach a certain status in life, right, when you have a certain... Like, I... Part of me is conflicted here. I think, well, maybe he's just kind of a moody person and everyone's taking high offense to his moods when that just might be who he is. He, Jimmy Fallon just might be a moody dude. Yeah, because otherwise he seems... I haven't seen any other bad press about him. It's usually good. Well, Amy Poehler apparently and him used to have it out at Saturday Night Live. Oh, okay. He, he told Amy to shut up a few times and she wasn't having it. Um, but, you know, anecdotal evidence at best, when you put it all together, it's the kind of a picture of a dude who's just moody, who, like, you know, comes in hungover every once in a while and doesn't feel like doing it or doesn't feel... It's hard to be on. I I do have to say that. Yes. I mean, it's it's emotionally taxing, physically taxing, and yeah, it's it's hard to there be on. There is no harder job in life, Chrissy, than being a host of the commercial break. <laughs> than being a host of this podcast. And you're right about this. When you come into the studio and you turn yourself on for two or three hours at a time, and you have then to think fast. You have to think fast. Yeah, nothing which, scripted here. No, not scripted. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of scripted. Somebody once asked it's me. It's the like, literal opposite of scripted. It's the literal. <laughs> it's, the, it's the definition of improvisation. <laughs> yes. There is no script. We have no bullet points. No we show have notes. No idea. Nothing. No show notes. I don't even read through the emails before I read them here on air. No, I know. <laughs> I'm just taking a shot that it sounds good. <laughs> um, 
but you know, I do know there's a lot of preparation. You can't do that on late night TV on a major television channel, of course. Yeah. But when you so so part of me thinks the sum total of this article is that mm, Jimmy's a little moody sometimes, and people take high offense to it. Now I don't know exactly. You know, I'm sure this, there's more to the story than even what's been covered. But then part of me thinks when you get to a certain point in life, when you reach a certain pinnacle of success, humility is probably the best idea in all situations, mm -hmm. right? It's just like, you got to understand, you're making $25 million a year doing this job. You are working with people who are making a hundred times less than you are. And you need to put yourself in their shoes for a minute. They're trying to please you. They're trying to do the best that they can. They're trying to work around your moods and attitudes. So maybe just take a deep breath before you go into the office and say, okay, no matter what kind of day this is, I'm not going to take it out on the people around me, right? And of course, you're going to have a bad mood or two. I mean, we went into Clear Channel and that place was <laughs> hell. It was hell. Looking back, it was. <laughs> it was pure hell. And we had some real fucking knobs that were on those microphones. I mean, some real knobs came in and out of those stations when we were on those microphones. I'm not going to name them by names, Cletus T. Judd, but I'm going to say this, <laughs> is that, <laughs> is that there, there were people like Jimmy Fallon in those studios doing those shows, those radio shows, those morning shows. And they also treated everybody around them like dirt, too. And I just couldn't understand it. They were the highest paid people in the building. They had to come in in the morning. Oh, baby, I got to wake up at 4 a.m. I got 18 kids. I wake up at 4 a.m. every day. <laughs> you got to wake up at 4 in the morning. You got to talk for a couple of hours. You got to you know, do a mattress firm commercial every once in a while. And then you go home and you sleep the rest of the day and you drink at night. What, what is there? What, what else? What kind of life are you living that you have to be that miserable? Honestly. But... I do realize that people are people and we all have moods and problems are perspectives, right? And so when you, it doesn't, you know, they say more money, more problems. Hoo-ha, hoo-na. Hoo-ha, hoo-na. Got money in my block. <laughs> okay, so when you, so it doesn't matter where you are in life, you're going to be the same person. If you are a moody person when you're poor, you're going to be a moody person when you're rich. If you're a moody person when you're working uh, as a page at NBC, you're going to be a moody person when you're star of The Tonight Show. I mean, I, I get it. I, I understand that. But um, I, I'm leaning toward, hey, Jimmy, you should really take a deep breath and reassess how you're treating the people around you. Because if it rises to the level of a Rolling Stone article. Yeah, that's when I saw that. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. wow. And first of all, second of all, where did, uh, when did Rolling Stone start doing investigate? You know, I mean, they've always done investigative <laughs> yeah, journalism. They, they have. When did they come back into the lexicon? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Feels no, like they I, were gone for a while. Now, all of a sudden, now they no, got some articles. I get their um, updates and news and stuff like oh, that. Oh, you do? So, yeah. You're a Rolling Stone kind of chick? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I peruse <laughs> the Rolling Peruse, I peruse. <laughs> I'm a peruse. What does peruse mean? It's such a weird word, peruse. <laughs> well, the way that I'm using it, and maybe it's not even correct. Yeah. But, but just that I, I flip through. Let's okay. Let's flip make a let's it. make a word I, up I, for I, what you do. Uh, yeah, I you're like a lazy Susan of flip magazines. Through it, yes. Yeah, you turn. You keep turning the wheel. And well, because I have it, uh, Apple News Plus. Oh. And so I subscribe to quite a few magazines, and so I, you know, get the updates. 
yeah. from those magazines. And then I quickly read them and go on to another update because that's all. This- I think I'm paying like $1,099 a month for that Apple plus, 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 plus. Like right. when you get all the music and you get all the magazines and you yes. get all the things. And I remember your family can have it and you have two extra subscriptions yes. for all this. Don't think not once, not once, not once have I used Apple Music or read one of the, I mean, that's, I read the magazines on occasion, but I don't take it as good of advantage of it as I should. Yeah, but- I'm an Apple News person now. I kind of got switched over. It's wow, all there. That's Yeah, but I still can't quite switch myself over to Apple Music, and we were talking about this. <laughs> breaking news. Chrissy is now an Apple breaking news kind of girl. <laughs> we were talking about this, though, when the, <laughs> the, the song, whatever song that oh. you have played or downloaded into Apple Music somehow <laughs> blasts out. Why, Apple? Why? Every time you get in the car. Why, I, Apple? I'm like, I just wanted to hear the Charlie XTX new song. I didn't mean for it to play every time for a year after yeah. I get, when I get into the car. I'm like, how is it still on there? <laughs> I gotta say, like, the situation that, the the problem that Cap, that Chrissy is, is talking about is when you... You have a funny story about it, Yeah, too. I do. <laughs> When you get into the car and you plug in your Apple CarPlay or connects to your Apple CarPlay for some dumb, under, uh, a non-understood reason that quite frankly shouldn't be understood because it's just a dumb, dumb thing that Apple has embedded into this operating system, is that when you plug in to Apple CarPlay or you plug your phone into your car's radio system, the first thing that an Apple phone does is play a song from Apple Music. Yes. As if you want to hear the same song (laughs) every time. There's no way to change it. There's no way to predict it. Sometimes it's a different song. Most of the time it's not. Yes. (laughs) It's so fucking weird. Yeah, it's not the last song you were listening to. No! That would make sense. Yes. But no, this is just a random song that's in your library that you then, yeah, you have to hear every time. I mean, it took me forever to get that U2 album off of oh. off of it, but it would always play the U2. Listen, and, oh I God. liked Mumford & Sons in 2012 when they came out with everybody else, but I have forever been listening to Mumford & Fucking Sons every time I get in the car. Every time. I'm stuck in 2012 in my car. I've had four cars since that Mumford and Sons album came out. And for the life of me, I cannot figure out how to get Mumford and Sons off of my fucking phone. Well, you you had a story. I know, I'm gonna tell it. All right. So the other day. This episode is sponsored in part by Claritin. Do you hear that? Do you hear that absolutely irritating voice that I have right now and all the sinus congestion? Twice a year, we call that the Atlanta flu. That's because those of us who suffer from seasonal allergies can really find it quite miserable during the spring and during the fall. The nasal congestion that can cause pounding headaches, the irritating throat drainage, the coughing. Sometimes I can't taste my food and it can really make some of my days unbearable. Luckily, for those of us who do live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Claritin D, quite frankly, changed the allergy game for me. I've been taking it for a number of years, and it's got fast symptom relief that starts working on my allergies and nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. The double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. All of those symptoms are familiar to any seasonal 
seasonal allergy sufferer, and I just love this product. It's actually kind of serendipitous that I am suffering from allergies today. Just took my Claritin D, and I quite frankly look forward to the relief, and so I don't sound like a duck. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at your pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Please use as directed, and we want to thank Claritin for being a sponsor of the commercial break and a reliever of Brian's allergy symptoms. Thanks, Claritin. Because it is one strange, this room is strange. It smells it weird. It looks weird. There's wires all over the place. And Brian just sits at his computer all night long staring at things that he shouldn't be staring at in hopes that I'll find something for the show. So because we do sometimes do these preacher breakdowns, I was looking into the Christian, the phenomenon of Christian music and its, you know, its history and, wh- and where it goes. And, and the how hypnotic. It's and the hypnotic weird buildup that they have that gets everybody feeling that they're feeling Jesus, but what they're really feeling is a pre-programmed response to this type of thing in your body, if physiologically. So I download or I play, not even download, I play a song, a Christian rock song called The Lion and the Lamb. The Lion and the Lamb! By this <laughs> rock band. <laughs> I'm playing it in hopes that I can get a clip that we can yes. play here as an example. Right. <laughs> On my computer, I do this. So the next morning, I, I get in the car, I drive, <laughs> I'm stopped at the stoplight near my house, I plug in my phone at the stoplight, so I'm not as, uh, not as to you know, get another ticket for holding my phone <laughs> improperly. I plug it in, I put it on the thing, and all of a sudden, the lion and the lamb. I got my window down, and I'm like, the fuck is this? This is new Mumford and Sons? What's going on? I thought it could be a Mumford and Sons song. Not even remembering that days before, the night before, I had listened to this song because it's that forgettable. And so I was like, oh, okay, this is crap. And I look over outside my open window to see that there is a lady next to me. And I mean, she's in her 70s in her like, you know, Cadillac, you know, old Cadillac with her window down. And she's like, the lion and the lamb. Thumbs up. She's she's giving me the thumbs up. The lion and the lamb. And I'm like, hey, 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 hey." here, let me play some Mumford and Sons for you, old lady. It is destroying lives. It is destroying lives. How many car accidents do you think have happened? Because you plug in your phone, you don't expect anything to come on, and then... We talked about it, and I was like, I just need to take the time to go through and clean things up, but I guess that's not even the problem. It just, yeah. Could someone at Apple explain this to us? Could someone at Apple please write in and explain, as if anybody at Apple is listening to this (laughs) stupid show. (laughs) <laughs> They're still trying to figure out how to get us off the charts. Uh, so can someone at Apple please write in and explain exactly why this functionality is built into the iPhone or the AirPlay or CarPlay or whatever the fuck it is? Because it is really obnoxious. And to my knowledge, there is no way to get rid of it. There probably is if I just Googled it. But I have actually Googled this before, and I, don't, I think everybody has this frustration. Well, well <laughs> <clears throat> sorry, I laughed. The reason that probably Mumford and Sons kept coming out because here, here's the problem, you know, kids these days don't remember iPods. No, but no, but I had iPod, Mumford and Son on my iPod. That's right. Yes, and with your Apple account, 
that's a lot of that stuff got, got switched merged. over. Yeah, merged into there. So yeah, you're right. I'll all of a sudden hear stuff that I was listening to in 2012. It's fucking insane. My my old iPod. Yeah, when they got rid of iTunes, then they went to iMusic or Apple Music or whatever it is. Yes. Somehow, some way, I'm paying more money, <laughs> getting less music, and now getting a Mumford and Sons for the rest of my life. I mean, if you're going to charge me 29.99 a month for that damn music service, can you do me a favor and switch it up every once in a while? I mean, rotate it or something. The the <laughs> You're so right about this <clears throat> that this is I'm literally stuck in a time capsule in Mumford and Sons. So I found a way to take the the lion and the lamb off there. <laughs> and now yeah. what's what damn song is playing? I don't even know what damn song is playing. It's oh, it's a uh, falling slowly. Hope you reach me. I literally want to jump out of my car every time I hear that song. I think I I think I had a breakup one time. It's like that's my divorce song. <laughs> I don't know you, but I want I you all the more for that. <laughs> it's like, shows right through me, goes right through me, and I can't forget. <laughs> I do remember that song. You have suffered enough. <laughs> yes, I have. Please take it off my own. <laughs> <laughs> As if I hadn't jumped off a bridge 40 times to that song already. Please stop. I know. And then you have to make the difficult decision. Do you delete it all together or just leave it on there and hope it doesn't come back on? Well, I don't know that I'm not going to have another bad breakup or I'm going to have to pass that song on to my kids when they have a breakup. Like, here, listen to this. As if you're not in a bad mood enough. Just send that song to Jimmy uh, Jimmy Fallon over there. Tell him to brighten up, buddy. It's not that bad. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. I, d- I don't understand it. I don't know why we, why we have to suffer through the uh, Apple Music constantly playing that we don't want it to. But if you could if you could change that, appreciate it. Like they should have a function that when you turn on Apple CarPlay, you have the choice to engage the music or not. And at least if you don't have the choice to engage the music, could we please at least have the choice of music? Could it be like a, a little sign pops up on your car and it says, which song would you like to kill yourself to this time? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Well, it, like, you know, a podcast, it'll, <clears> if I've been listening to the podcast in my house... Then when I get into the car, it's playing the same thing that I was just listening to. Yes. Same with Spotify. And I don't understand why. Yes. <laughs> the music if you've got a, thing. Apple. If you've got a fresh slate, if you've been listening to something or watching something, like if I've been watching a YouTube video, sometimes the YouTube video will start playing when I plug it in, right? But if I'm all closed out, if I'm using, you know, if I'm energy efficient, if I'm all closed out, if I'm trying to hide things from my kids, <laughs> if, if all that is, if I'm doing that properly and then I plug it in, then Apple Music every time. Apple Music every time. And they choose. They choose. I don't get to choose. <laughs> I am absolutely, it's, it's as if I am going crazy in my head every time I, I get in that car. And now, and like my son the other day, he was like, Daddy, why does that song come on every time? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. And then he's like, can you put on the Mickey Mouse March? And I'm like, no, no. Mumford and Son. No. Son, you're going to need this song when you break, when you have your first breakup. Falling slowly feels right through me. Daddy, why does it feel like I'm drowning in sorrow? Ah, don't worry, son. That's the way you'll feel any day after 13 years old. You'll feel that way twice a day for the rest of your life. As soon as you turn 13, you'll realize. As soon as your balls drop and your voice gets lower, you're going to feel that forever. Don't worry, son. Uh, he, man, they are obsessed with music. They are obsessed with, with music. All my oh, kids. Oh, yeah. No, uh, my nephews are too. 
they they like they want to listen to it when they're in the shower. Mm-hmm. They want to listen to it on the playground. They want to listen to it in the bedroom. That's they great. Listen- I love it. I yeah. can- I am so excited about this. Unfortunately, their musical tastes have they not have yeah. developed. <laughs> I'm not sure my musical tastes have developed either. I'm still, you know, I'm coming in the name all. <laughs> but there's some music that I just know is not for them. Like I, I'm not going to go play in them Rage Against the Machine, right? Yeah, it doesn't not yet. Make sense. No, well, I do see parents that do this. Like I have a friend who I went to high school with, and he's got a son, cute as a button. He had him pretty young, so I think the kid now is probably in his 17, 18, 19, 20 years old, whatever. But he um, he has been letting him listen to some pretty heavy metal. Like, this guy was into heavy, heavy metal. His name's Bob. And Bob was letting his kid, he was listening to those songs with his kid when he was very young. And so from, from a long time ago, like, I remember seeing a, a post about, oh, What's his name's first concert, right? I'm not going to name his son, but his first concert. And he had the headphones on, and it was like, you know, Kill Machete or something. Like, Kill Machete! <laughs> ah! And so some parents do uh, open the world up in musically like that. I feel, <laughs> bless you. <laughs> that be the first actual sneeze I've ever had to do. You've ever had, it's the first on, time you've ever air. sneezed? Oh, on air? <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting for a thwarp to come out, like a throw-up fart and a burp at the same time. It's a thwarp. <laughs> uh, but I, I, th- I feel like I want to let my kids have their own musical tastes for a while in their own ecosystem, and then I occasionally drop in a song. Now, my wife, however, does not take this same road because my girls are already asking for Taylor Swift oh, songs yeah. every time I get in the car. Yeah. So, well, listen, it's, it's, it could be worse, I guess. You know, could be worse. Could be... I don't know, Charlie XCX or whatever. <laughs> Do you listen to Charlie XCX? Well, no, not really. But I like her and I wanted to at least hear the new song that had just come out. And yeah. then now I'm listening to it for the next three months when I get into the car. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> How did we go Please, from Jimmy Apple. Fallon to the Apple? Um, I'm not really sure. <laughs> Oh, because we were talking about Apple News. You read an article, oh, and then okay. I said, okay, Apple. Well, but my, my thoughts on, on Jimmy Fallon are this, in conclusion. I think Jimmy is a human being. He's going to have uh, moods up and down. I think when you're working for somebody that closely in that intense of an environment, you are going to have to just chill out a little bit and understand that he's also got some pressures on him, and there are going to be times when he's in a good mood and in a bad mood, and you shouldn't count your day based on his moods. Unless that's just the environment that you work in, like you have to, I don't know, you know, fall, fall all over him. But also, and I think this comes from the top down, not from the, fr- from the bottom up. Jimmy, you got to f- take a deep breath, bro. You're in the best job in all of late night television, whatever that means anymore. But you have a huge contract. You live a wonderful life and you got a great job. You shouldn't take it out on anybody that works around you. You should just, you know, humility. Like, in recognize. all fairness, he apologized. He did do like he some did. big apology yeah maybe he didn't realize that that was what was happening he was making he didn't realize about the cry room yeah it's hard <laughs> to do that when you're drunk you know what i'm saying <laughs> that's the other thing that, that was in the article oh. alluded to the article alluded to the fact that jimmy may or may not have ha- has had alcohol on his breath on numerous occasions well he's doing late night didn't he fall <laughs> and like break open his hand one time because he was drunk didn't he have to have like hand surgery one time because he fell and he was drunk or he cut he cut himself open and he had to get stitches and his arm was in a sling for a while? I do remember this. And it happened because he was drunk. He had had too much alcohol. So, you know, welcome to the club, Jimmy. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here's a piece of advice. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's in late night. But those late night shows get filmed at three I in the know, afternoon. They don't get filmed I at, at night. 
Come on, Chrissy, get it together. <laughs> You're in the business. You should know. We're in the business. Are we in the business? We might be in the business. <laughs> we're, we're barely we're in the, the business. We're on the edge of the business. I'm on the edge <laughs> of business. Careful, that's going to play every time. <laughs> oh, yeah, now, now Apple Music has decided that's my they new favorite you. song. <laughs> that's right. Falling slowly in Edge of Tomorrow. Or is that Edge of Tomorrow? Whatever that song is by Lady Gaga. <laughs> Where is Lady Gaga? I haven't heard from her in a while. Have uh, you? She's yeah, she's still around. She's oh, okay. Making music, doing films. All right. Morning, Tony Bennett. Tell her I said hello. Oh well. When you get a chance. Oh well. Speaking of obsessed with a certain song or obsessed with certain music. Hey, you, my podcast friend, I just popped in to say that you are the best part of TCB. And to show our appreciation, we want to give you a free WWFD sticker. It's the What Would Frankie Do sticker you've been asking for. It's number four in our series of stickers, and you get one just for being a friend of TCB. Go to tcbpodcast.com, hit the Contact Us button, tell us you want a sticker, and drop us your physical address. Those FedEx men's will be at your door post-taste. We want to hear from you, your wild and wacky stories, dating disasters, ask TCB questions, and now you can ask Brian's mom for terrible advice. Hey, I learned my terrible advice giving skills from someone, and my mom is that person. 1 855 TCB 8383. Toll free from anywhere in the world is where you can send us your questions, comments, concerns, or content ideas. It's a real live phone line where we actually respond. 855 TCB 8383. At the commercial break on Insta and TCB podcast on TikTok. And please do me one more favor. Go to youtube.com slash the commercial break subscribe to that channel morgan does a great job editing the videos to be released on the same day it airs here on the podcast feed now let's listen to a word from our sponsors who keep this rambling wreck fueled up and ready to rock and then we'll be back to this episode of the commercial break i just remembered a while ago so I didn't just remember. I remembered a while ago <laughs> about a television show that was briefly on with Fred William, Willard called oh, Obsessed. Do him. you remember this show? I don't, but I love Fred Willard. And one of my favorite clips on the internet that I have, I actually think we reviewed of minutes of this, like episode number two of the show. Oh, wow. Is of the grown the man. The lost episode. The, the lost episode. That's right. It's no longer there. Um, but I actually think we reviewed a couple, like maybe a couple seconds of this particular okay. television show way back when, first episode, first episode or two, about the guy who was a full-grown adult dressing and acting like Peter Pan. He had literally had Peter Pan syndrome. Mm -hmm. And that came from the show Obsessed, which I liked, but I had no idea that the two were connected until I pulled it up, looked it up, and here's Fred Willard on who had this show called Obsessed about people who got obsessed about certain things. <laughs> this was my strange addiction before my strange addiction. I think you're right about this. I do. And so I thought it was apropos that if we started the video back on episode number two, we should probably finish it here on episode <laughs> 399. What do you think? We do what we say. Chrissy. Start what we finish. If it goes into the book, it's lost forever. So put it in the book. We're going to do just, it on episode number 400. I just said we start what we finish. We start what we finish. It is kind of what we do. We start what we finish. And we don't finish anything. So we never really got started in the first place. So here we are, a circle jerk of nothing. But hey, if you think we feel bad, what about you? You're the one listening. <laughs> All right. So, thank you, by the way. Yeah, thank you, by the way. Uh, 
trolling on the internet as I do. As you do like and to do. And here I found Mr. Fred Willard and his old television show. I think back from the 90s or early 2000s called Obsessed. And I'd like to go back and review the Peter Pan video. What do you think? Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. This next story takes us to Tampa, Florida by way of Never Never Land. Randy Constant is a 50-year-old of Never Never Land. Randy go figure. Constant is a 50-year-old man who likes to skip around in green leotards. He's totally obsessed with being Peter Pan. This is something I invented called the Pixie Dance. I think I was about eight when I told my dad, you know, I'd like to be a fairy. He probably wondered what kind of a child I was going to be. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> you, you've got to see this imagery. YouTube.com slash the commercial break. <laughs> this guy is literally dressed up like Peter Pan, miniskirt and all. It's amazing. Green felt and everything. I wonder if this guy is still alive and around. He'd probably be in his 70s now. We should get him on the show. Yeah, I'm 50 years old and I'm still Peter Pan. Whoa. Um, I don't think there's any way to explain why a 50-year-old man would want to run around dressed like Peter Pan. Why is there a lawyer involved in this story? I don't know anything. (laughs) (laughs) I can only imagine the reasons why, but I I don't know. I don't know, but he was in one of those shots, too, with all the law books behind him. (laughs) (laughs) This is the hot, this is the epitome of, you know, prestige TV in 1996. For the past 30 years, Randy Constant has been living his life as Peter Pan. That's as good as it gets, 50 years old. Being I don't think he has pa- a job at Disney. I don't think he has a job anywhere because oh. I, I don't know this to be true, but you know, you, it takes a lot of time to dress up like Peter Pan and run around and s- sprinkle sparkles everywhere. <laughs> yes, not that I would know personally, but I know a little bit. I do it on the weekends. I'm a weekend warrior, Peter Pan. Pan is part of my life. It's something I've incorporated into my life. It's the way I choose to live it. And he chooses to live as Peter Pan in every way imaginable. There was a vintage shop that had this green velvet dress. To dress the part, Randy had to learn how to sew women's dresses into Peter Pan outfits. So far, he's handmade 15 outfits. Jeez, that's a real dedication to Peter Pan. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) And, and, And by the way, doesn't seem like... For, at least from this this video, it doesn't seem like he's hurting anybody. No. So I don't give a shit what Peter does with it, Peter Pan. His name is Peter, which is weird to think about. His name is Peter. Well, maybe that's kind of where he got the idea. Like, I'm Peter. As a young kid, I'm Peter. Yeah. And that's a Peter. Not I'm be Brian like Green, the noted <laughs> astrophysicist. He's Brian Green, the noted astrophysicist. <laughs> Yeah. Together, we're noted astrophysicists. I often take credit for his work online. <laughs> That's nice. Which allows him to dress like his hero every day. When I found out that he dresses like that all the time, I was like, wow, he takes this farther than I thought he did. Okay, those are his two friends that we're talking. Can we stop for one second? And why are we focusing on Peter when we have these two friends? We all want to get into this household <laughs> and see what's going on there. This is a strange couple here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he takes this farther than I thought he did. Often I spend so much time working on the tops that I don't realize that the girls are looking at my tights. <laughs> the- what? Uh, uh, what? That the ah! girls are looking up my tights? Yeah. I, I don't think so, Peter. I-, I think you're good there. I think everything's uh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Peter Pan, I can stay childlike despite whatever age I happen to be. I do everything I can to look young. 
I still have a haircut for a four-year-old. It doesn't stop at the clothes for Randy. He's even altered his physical appearance to look like Peter Pan. I do fuss with my hair a lot, and I do have my little beauty secrets about it, and so that's as far as I'm going to go about my hair. It is what it is, and it grows out of my head. I don't believe you for one second. <laughs> he does have a str- it's a strange haircut to be wearing around it's town. It's a bowl cut. Yeah, it's a bob. They call mm-hmm. it bob? It's like mm-hmm. the Jen Aniston yeah. bob. Remember that Jen Aniston had the bob and the friends? and well, then Jen every- Aniston wore it better. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, because Jen Aniston's face is under that bob. You know what I'm saying? It's not Peter. Breakfast of Champions and Peter Pan. Just looking like Peter Pan isn't enough for Randy. He models his regular diet after a parentless six-year-old. I eat a lot of never food. He's a banana with the skin on. No, he's eating a Twinkie. Oh. oh. That's a Twinkie he's having for <laughs> breakfast. When's the last time you had a Twinkie? Oh. oh. It's been a long time. It's been a whole long time. They used to come in my lunch boxes. I um, don't, they make Twinkies still, right? Oh, yeah. They must. Hostess. Can you get a box of Twinkies next time you're at the store? Because I never visit the store except for once a day. So when, <laughs> except for, <laughs> get a box of Twinkies and let's see what those taste like. I haven't had a Twinkie They're in. spongy and cream filled. And they last forever. They do. Apparently. They will, yes. Will, yes. <laughs> eat a lot of junk food. Eat a lot of Hostess Twinkies. Yum. Randy burns it off by spending over 15 hours a week practicing his Peter Pan moves. He takes that whole side of Peter Pan seriously. There is an art to leaping. You have to be practical. You have to avoid areas where somebody will shoot you. I mean, really- what? Well, I guess he does live down Florida. in Florida. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you have to say. But you practice your leaping around the yard? I mean, that sounds like fun. You can just go around leaping all the time. I wish I could leap, but my knees and my hips don't allow for that. My bad back. <laughs> my arthritis and my nose and my ears. <laughs> Can't I like do a that. good leap. <laughs> have, you been le- have, you ever le- have you been doing leaping lately? I'm going to start. I watch my kids. My kids were asking me to do some leaping down the hallway the other yeah. day. And I, I couldn't use my knee the next day. Oh, I know. I'm just... Yeah. I'm too old. I'm too old. Let's get down to that villages. They give pain medication for free. He can't fly, so that's about the the most thing that he can possibly do. Gee, I didn't realize I could jump that high. Randy's not just Peter Pan at home. He's Peter Pan everywhere, even though that's caused him to lose a job and his 20-year marriage. Oh. (laughs) Peter. This is when you. This is an addiction. This is when it goes too far. You know they say that it. It's yeah, not you're a, losing jobs and yeah, spouses. It's not yes. a problem until it starts affecting your everyday life. Yes, when you're spending 15 hours a week practicing leaping in your backyard <laughs> by yourself, hoping not to get shot by who I don't know. This is a problem, Peter. You got to settle down. Like you know, go to. What do they call them? Uh, cosplay uh, festivals yes. and stuff like that, like conferences. Get your yayas out. Get your yayas out and shake it out. I mean, he must be in his seventies now, but you know. And let's hope he's still around doing his thing. But you know, you know, uh, every once in a while, dress up for the TV cameras when they show up to the house. But do you have to do this all the time? He's literally in the streets of Fort Lauderdale right now, dressed <laughs> like Peter Pan, leaping down the street. This would never go on in 2023. Being Peter Pan means I can wear what I like, play what I like, play whenever I like, and wherever I would like. How is he making money? Well, we don't ask those kind of questions. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want the answers to. We don't ask. Feetfinder.com. Hello. What is your name? They call me Peter Pan. Is Peter Pan a woman or a guy? 
And it's a boy, Peter. Oh, okay. There's a boy's name. Okay, Peter. So what are you doing over here, Peter Pan? I'm just skipping around Ebor City. Whoa. Whoa. Hey. I can't, I can't, I don't even know how to begin to describe the scene. He's out shopping in clothing. <laughs> Some red Neckerson comes up to him and goes, Peter Pan, a boy or a girl. Does it fucking matter, dude? The guy's dressed like Peter fucking Pan. You want to get into the details about whether or not he has a penis? What does it fucking matter, really? It's none of your business. That's why, whatever. Anyway, and now he's standing outside <laughs> with another guy. With the black Hugh Hefner. Yeah, the black Hugh Hefner who's wearing a robe, mm-hmm. a full robe with a shirt, no shirt, a long uh, gold chain, sunglasses on. Actually, I like this guy's look. I do, too. I wish I had a chest like that. I might <laughs> yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I didn't have 12 pounds of hair on my chest, and I might try it. Nice girls. Yeah, a lot of tanks. You meet a lot of girls in those tights? <laughs> it works. I already picked up a girl today. That means you don't have to worry about my competition. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't worried in the first place, bud. And just like the real Peter Pan, Randy is constantly on the lookout for... the song Pimp Juice? Yeah, they're playing like a lot of Weirdly music here that's probably going to get us banned from YouTube, but whatever. We'll roll with it. It's Tinkerbell. Hello. I love you. Thank you. I'm not looking for all the girls in the world, just, uh, you know, a date now and then. I think the one piece of advice that I would give Randy... <laughs> Back to the attorney. Why does he have attorney involved? (laughs) What's going on here? He still hasn't said why he's in this documentary. I don't get it. Just in case someone needs to (laughs) go to court, I guess. I don't know. It is the tighter the pants, the better. Um, It worked for Bon Jovi. It can work for him. Oh, and he plays the guitar. He's a triple threat. He's a leaper. He is. He's cute. And uh, he plays guitar. Oh, now he's jumping into a tree. I think I see one of his nutsacks hanging out right there. (laughs) (laughs) Those shorts are awful short. Yeah, that shot is Uh, right in the shorts. Yes. Randy plans on being Peter Pan. tights now? Yeah, well, he hasn't, he said tights, but he hasn't been wearing tights the entire time. They're all just really short shorts. (laughs) And forever. I don't see myself ever giving up being Peter Pan. It's the way I choose to live my life, and I'm having a ball. Well, I say good for you, bud. Good for you. Well, look out, Beatles. Here he comes. I mean, (laughs) uh, Peter Pan. Is there anything in your life that you can ever remember being so obsessed with that you would consider living as that person, animal, thing for for a period of time? No. No? Not, Not a pop star? Not a... I guess I was really into Madonna, like, back in the day. Would you have... But I was... I mean, I just liked her style. You liked her style, but if you had the option, if we know now... If you knew then what you know now, would you spend money, time, energy, effort at that moment in your life becoming kind of Madonna-esque? No. Okay. Did you ever become Madonna-esque? No. Did you ever have the cone (laughs) nipple tassels that she wore in the famous Vogue video? No comment! Damn, Jeff, what's going on at that house? We just need a couple extra cameras. And I want to run that wire, literally from downtown Atlanta up north, so we can get it on the OBS here and figure out what's going on. I love it. But, you know, uh, it wasn't the only thing that Fred Willard covered. He also covered a man who wanted to be Pac-Man. Oh, Do you want to see that one? Sure. Sure, why not? Let's go for that. We've, we're this far. Yeah, We've we're got the, this far. We're in now. What else to do? Computer's still working. Might as well run. 
Meet Tim Crist, a man obsessed with Pac-Man. Hmm? After all this time, he's still there. He's still yellow. He's still perfectly round. He's still eating things. I feel as if his glowing light is always protecting me and guiding me and making all my enemies blue and edible. Behold, I am Pac-Man. Uh, that's scary. That's just weird. That's the kind of guy you find at the end of a murder mystery. Yes. You know what I'm saying? He's like a Netflix documentary waiting to happen. Yes. But uh, Pac-Man, why would you want to be Pac-Man? He's not a hero. He's not like, he's just a, a character in a like video arcade, game. Arcade yeah. game. Pac-Man just gives me this feeling of giddiness. Like there's all these tingles running up and down my nipples. And it's just this wonderful thing. Like, hey, look, it's Pac-Man. For the past 20 years, Tim... I don't want to see anything running up and down your nipples, quite frankly. <laughs> If I had to pick a pair yeah. of nipples to see something running up and down, it wouldn't be yours. I don't appreciate that visual. <laughs> Life has been consumed by Pac-Man. If you've never played Pac-Man before, it's a little something like this. I like a good Pac-Man game on LSD or otherwise inebriated. You ever oh, met there's those? Something a little off. Yeah, there's something a little off here. Yeah, you ever met those people who just the joke goes on a little bit too long? Yes. Like it goes on like ten minutes too long, and you're like, ah, yeah, we thought it was funny when you first said it, but now not so much. <laughs> Look what you've done. It's like he has a bond with Pac-Man. Oh well, he's married, so I guess for now. For now. <laughs> For then. For then. <laughs> For then. Uh, he has this psychic connection with Pac-Man. 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 That mullet kind of a- is kicking. What's that? That mullet is kicking. Oh, yeah. Well, he's from Florida, too, isn't he? <laughs> Oddball little Pac-Man feeling when I get the impression that he may be nearby. And there he'll be. You know, his golden yellow light just... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Pac-Man. The drool will be there. And he'll be reaching in his pockets instead of for a condom. He'll be reaching for tokens. Quarter, 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 quarter. Well, I don't know. He might be reaching for a condom. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> what you're missing is that he ran up to a Pac-Man video and basically sexually assaulted it. A video game uh, very, very at like excited. an arcade and sexually assaulted that video game. I think something's off with our friend here. Yeah. yeah. Hello. How are you? Might I perhaps ask you for some quarters that I may offer them to the great yellow one? Certainly, certainly. Well, can we do another documentary about the guys behind the pizza counter? <laughs> what is going on here? I'm more interested in the people around these people. Like, where did the lawyer come from? Why was he involved in the in the Peter Pan story? And now he's at a pizza shop where they, they have an arcade, and the arcade is obviously has Pac-Man in it. But behind the counter are two identical twins. Muscle-bound. Muscly, like super bald big. heads. Yes. Shiny bald heads yes. and gold chains and muscle shirts. Ugh. I just wish I knew more about those guys. I know. We should call them. What's that number on that shirt? Let's see if you can get it down. <laughs> I can't. 872. 872-SHOP? Is it shop? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Keep the great yellow one from going through my wall again, right? Oh, shoe. It's Mr. Shoe. 872-SHOE. Oh. Sorry about that. This is really hard on the buttons. I feel bad for the machine. You know? Thank God I'm not a Pac-Man machine. Right, right. No, don't. Okay. <laughs> you know, I should destroy you with my Pac-Man now. <laughs> Tim has spent $10,000 in quarters alone playing every day on his lunch break. No, 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 no,
No. First of all, buy the machine for yes, like a thousand dollars, right? For one or Apple Arcade, I think offers that game for two dollars yeah, and ninety nine cents. This is the nineties. Okay, that's true. Okay, if it's the nineties, go buy the machine because it's probably much cheaper back then than it is now. Ten thousand dollars in quarters. That's insane. It's insane to play a video game. Yeah, not $10, only are you spending time away from me by playing Pac-Man, but you're spending $10,000? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> I don't know how much that is a day, but it's all... It's, it's not in the budget. No. It's what it is. It's not Your in the Pac-Man budget. obsession is not in the budget. <laughs> it's not bad enough. We have Pac-Man plush toys, albums, video yeah. game covers all over the We're house. We're talking tokens. Yeah, but now we have to add on to that. The fact that you're spending our mortgage money... Every day on Pac-Man at Mr. Shoes, 872 Mr. Shoe. <laughs> possessed. Yeah, he's possessed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In spite of playing Pac-Man since he was seven years old, Tim has yet to master the game. <laughs> oh. oh, this is sad. It's sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess once you master the game, is it that much fun anymore? Probably not. You're still trying to he's beat it. delaying his gratification. Yeah, but if you're watching this guy play, it doesn't seem like he's playing to win at all. It seems <laughs> like he's playing to make a, a show to everyone else that's around yeah. him. Yeah. Listen, this is, why, this is why I never got into video games. I wasn't any good at them. I could never finish a video game without a cheat code, without some kind of cheat code. And I could never get my dad to give me money to go to an arcade. And... If I wasn't able to master something, I was very uninterested in it. That's why we keep doing this podcast. I'm hoping someday <laughs> I can get the studio to work on the first try. <laughs> when the holy semicircle of life meets his demise in the melting way he does, it always brings in me a feeling that maybe I could have done something more. Maybe I could have turned left instead of right. Pac-Man! No! I, Clyde I tried to bite Pac-Man. Clyde bite! I think what? he might need medication. Well, I think he probably does take medication, yeah. I would imagine. I mean, either he's putting on a really good show yeah. or there's something that's going on here. It's not off. He's just he's just acting differently than you would expect somebody to act. And his wife seems perfectly content with him, so there you go. They're now so his wife and he are now playing the Xbox on the floor of their apartment. Pac-Man! Why Clyde fight Pac-Man? Pac-Man was made for 20 different game systems, and Tim has every one, enabling him to play. So he did buy it, and he's still spending tokens. He's still spending money, tokens at Mr. Shoes. Well, good for Mr. Shoe, I guess. (laughs) Who's the winner there? (laughs) Mr. Shoe spent $500 on a shitty Pac-Man video game system, and they made $10,000. Every room in his home. It's very frustrating trying to play Pac-Man with Tim. You have to avoid them. The trick is to not run into them when they try to eat you. See, game over. Now you don't get to play anymore, and it's all me. You get to watch me play. It's just a total exercise in futility for me because I'll be waiting 15 minutes for my turn. He's literally talking at a mile a minute, and she's yeah. wondering how she gets a divorce attorney exactly. involved. I got an idea. Call Fred Willard and get that phone number from that uh, <laughs> attorney. Uh, attorney over there. <laughs> he looks like the kind of guy who can write up a quick divorce. <laughs> and Fred's dead, so actually don't call Fred, but... I'm gonna eat you now. Ah. How's that? I'm gonna cry. Why? No, don't cry. And <laughs> okay, hold on. In 2001, Tim put his passion for Pac-Man to music oh, in a song called "Pac-Man Is." What's we're that? We're out of the 90s. We're in 2001. Oh, 2001. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Well, I said 90s or two, early 2000s. <laughs> that time period. That <laughs> period between 1990 and 2020. You mean December 11th? <laughs> that range. Yeah, <laughs> December 11th, 19, 2012. 
<laughs> at 7.06 p.m. You know, in that range. Make it, and so should you. Are you ready for Batman? Get the bed to go! What's wrong with you? Tim, Tim, what's wrong with you? The best way to Batman is to use the game. You move the joystick and he eat the dot. There should be counselors involved. Sometimes he just gotta bring the... Well, we finally agree on something here. Message to the people. Occasionally I'll be driving around and I'll pass somebody who doesn't look like he has invited the full glory of Pac-Man into his life. And I feel the need to, you know, convey to him somehow that he really should. Pac-Man! 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 Lest the public forget about Pac-Man. I think this guy's putting on a show for the television I cameras. Absolutely. Hoping that he becomes the next late night talk show host. <laughs> yeah. The way things are going with Jimmy Fallon. Hey, man, you might be able to slip right in. Tim goes out every week to remind them. Pac-Man! He won't rest until the world shares his enthusiasm for Pac-Man. I simply profess the glory of the golden one who is round and eats things. It is written that you should play Pac-Man! And only then say Wait, why are you talking as if Pac-Man is a medieval king? <laughs> I mean, isn't Pac-Man an alien from space? <laughs> he's saying, he's speaking in the king's English for some reason. Another glory of Pac-Man! It can be extremely embarrassing. When we're driving down the road, people are standing there like, Pac-Man? All before Pac-Man, feel his glory! Feel the glory of Pac-Man! See Pac-Man! No! See Pac-Man! I think these people are going to look back on their lives. They're going to be lying on their deathbed thinking, my God, I have squandered my life. Think of all the times I played things that weren't Pac-Man. Say Pac-Man! Say Pac-Man! And now it's too late. Pac-Man! It's adorable. <laughs> in a very disturbing way, it's adorable. <laughs> well, here's hoping that Tim is confined somewhere in a perfectly lovely space because... I think he needs Where them. are they now? Yeah, where are they now? Let me do some homework. Uh-huh. I bet I could figure it out. Why? <laughs> because I I also am obsessed with trolling the internet for useless information. And if it's out there, I'll find it. Can, can, you, can you imagine in 2023, someone riding down the road with a megaphone screaming Pac-Man like that? He'd get shot. What a difference 10 years, a decade in the world makes. Yeah. Those are simpler times when you could just, you know, dress up as Peter Pan and leap around your backyard without fear of getting shot. I really want to know I where don't Peter even know what is. To say, yeah, yeah. There's nothing to say. There's nothing to say. It's useless. This is just bullshit. It's useless. No one cares. No one cares that Timothy likes Pac-Man. It just doesn't matter. The only person who cares, who should care, who does care, is his wife. And I will bet you a thousand dollars that marriage is not still together not if this was real no you couldn't deal with that could you deal with that for more no, than 10 minutes if this was nah. a show for the cameras then she's in on i it, feel so. like it's a show for the cameras but you never really know yeah. with somebody do you yeah. all right you know what is a show tcb podcast and you can go and watch all the video all the audio and find out more about chrissy and i read all the show notes get our sponsors uh, specialized urls and codes at tcbpodcast.com the brand new tcbpodcast.com where you can also get your sticker which sticker is it don't know chrissy would like who's not who's not but we'll see tcb on the block we will see what the next sticker is i think we do have a cup well we always save a few stickers uh from every series just in case so if you're nice 
and you asked nicely, Astrid might send you a, send you a what would Frankie do sticker, even though I think we are out or running low, supposedly. We have a reserve is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you know how the United States has a strategic petroleum reserve? Yes. So do we. I'm I also have I a strategic mine. petroleum reserve in my bathroom. <laughs> All right, so tcbpodcast.com, 855-TCB-8383, 1-855-TCB-8383. Questions, comments, concerns, content ideas, ask Brian's mime, all right there. At the commercial break on Instagram, tcbpodcast on TikTok. And if you would, please, youtube.com slash the commercial break. Oh, and if you want to join our private WhatsApp group, send us your phone number. We'll add you in. Okay, Chrissy. I suppose that's all I can do for today. I think so. But I'll tell you that I love you. And I love you. And I'll say best to you. And best to you. And best to you out there in the podcast universe. Until next time, Chrissy and I always say, we do say, and we must say. Goodbye. Thank you.